0: Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Normally, I would not go to a press conference in the first hour, but there's a potential for serious news being made here, given what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had to say. I have a tremendous amount I want to dig into with you here, so I hope you'll stick with me. But in the meantime, I want to hear what the president's saying. I want to see some of these questions. Uh, we'll lay the foundation for this later, the sort of things Biden said and Kamala Harris said. It's more of the same, pretty much. But let's go live to the president.
1: For the post office, so the post office can handle this vast amount of ballots that are being sent at random all over the place. They have no idea where they're going. So they want $25 billion and they want, think of this, they want $3.5 Would you say that's enough to cover it? I think we could do it for less. Right? I think we could do it for less. But they want $25 billion for the post office because of this. And remember, the new man who is a great person, a great businessman, just got there a little while ago. The post office has been uh, run poorly for many, many decades. Great people in the post office, incredible people, but they've had very bad leadership for many years. So we'll get it straightened out. But they turned out this bill because they want radical left agenda items that nobody in their right mind would approve so they want 25 billion for the post office they want 2.5 or 3.5 billion dollars for universal mailing 3.5 billion and the bill's not going to happen because they don't even want to talk about it because we can't give them the kind of ridiculous things that they want that have nothing to do with the China virus it has nothing at all to do with China virus, much of what they're asking for. So, therefore, they don't have the money to do the universal mail-in voting. So, therefore, they can't do it, I guess, right? Are they going to do it, even though they don't have the money? They're asking for the 3500000000 billion. They're asking for $25 billion for the post office so they can do this, I guess, and other things. At 25, I would hope it would be a lot of other things, too. But, therefore, they don't have it. They don't have the money to do the universal mail-in votes. It'll be the greatest rigged election in history. It'll be the greatest fraud ever perpetrated, other than perhaps what they did to my campaign, where they spied on my campaign, President Obama, Biden, and everybody else. And they got caught. Let's see what happens. This will be one of the greatest frauds in history. So they're admitting that they want $3.5 billion. And they're not going to do a deal that's good for the American people. Therefore, they're not going to get the $3.5 billion. Therefore, they can't do the universal mail-in vote. It's very simple. How are they going to do it if they don't have the money to do it? The Democrats are also holding up money for schools and hospitals and small businesses and state and local governments. They tried to stop Americans from getting unemployment insurance and protection from evictions, which is why I took this decisive action. And I did executive orders, which are now in full force and effect. And they're going forward, I signed a directive to provide a total of $400 of additional support for Americans who are unemployed due to the China virus. That's $400 more than the Democrats have provided. Remember that. That's $400 more than the Democrats have provided. Nancy and Chuck haven't provided anything. And remember this, President Obama, when we had a problem, a pretty big problem, a very big problem, you know, what he gave $25. He gave 25 bucks. So now they say, well, we want to give 500 or we want to give 600. They don't want to give. They don't want to give anything. They're not doing anything. But President Obama and Biden, Sleepy Joe, gave twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five. And they'll complain, oh, we want to give more. Well we're giving four hundred dollars, and that's now in the works, and that'll be getting out to the people soon, Steve. Okay. Remember that. Twenty-five dollars is what they gave the last time. Twenty-five. I want to make it unmistakably clear that I'm protecting people from evictions. Uh, They didn't want to do that. The Democrats didn't want to do a protection from evictions. People getting evicted because of the coronavirus or the China virus, whatever you want to call it. We have 20, now we're up to 21 different names. Uh, All we know is it came out of China and it shouldn't have. They should have stopped it. Under my executive order, HUD, HHS, and CDC have been directed to ensure renters and homeowners that they can stay safely in their homes. They're not going to be evicted. They are not going to be evicted. And those I'll tell you what,
0: Mr. Producer, monitor this as we get towards the end of it. If he starts addressing what Biden and Harris had to say today, okay? In the meantime, we're going to press ahead. Now, I don't often do this. I do it from time to time. I bought a print copy of the New York Times and I bought a print copy of the Washington Post. They're almost identical. Across the entire top of the front page of the Washington Post, Harris joins Biden ticket, achieving a first. And I'm thinking to myself, we're celebrating the fact that she, that this is a historic appointment by the very people who denied her the nomination to the presidency of the United States, Mr. Producer. These very same Democrats and media types could have insisted that Kamala Harris or any other woman running should be the nominee of the Democrat Party. Now, that would have been a historic first. And so they rally around around Biden, who's historic in terms of age, but in no other respect whatsoever. So the same party and the same media that rally around Biden that are the Praetorian Guard for Biden, now expect you to celebrate them and the choice for the second slot. And the voters in the Democrat Party rejected Kamala Harris in a major way. She didn't even get to the second or third tier. Out of the gate, yes, and then just unraveled. That's their voters. That's their party. That's their media. Now we're celebrating a historic first. So the Democrats won it both ways. They always do. They denied Kamala Harris the nomination for president of the De- uh, for the Democrat Party in an overwhelming way. She could have been the first woman of color nominated for president of the United States. But the Democrats stopped her in their own primaries. She didn't win anything. I don't even think she ran in any of them by the time it was over. The number three Democrat in the House who's a black man, James Clyburn, he wouldn't even support her. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, they wouldn't even support her. None of them supported her. But now we celebrate her. Why? Because Joe Biden picked her. Now, why did Joe Biden pick Kamala Harris? He had a tough time. Took him a long time. Why did he pick her? Well, he says he picked her because there was never any question how brilliant she is, how experienced she is. His late son, Beau, knew her well and so forth. So they're lying. They're lying. When they spoke today, they were both lying through their teeth. She said she came to really admire and know Joe when Bo was alive. He was the Attorney General of Delaware, and he would tell her how great his father was and stories about her father, and she came to admire him. And yet when she debated him, she was the most vicious person on the stage attacking him. More vicious than I can think of any Republican that would have been against Joe Biden. I mean, she accused him of making a... Nice-nice with segregationists. Hammered the hell out of them. She said she believed all the women. Tara Reid, all the women. Who complained about Joe Biden fondling them. In Tara Reid's case, molesting. She said she believed them. So you know she's a complete fraud and will do anything for power. Because now she says she knew all about Joe Biden from Beau. Well, if she knew all about Joe Biden from Beau, then why, should she, why would she on stage humiliate him and his segregationist friends? Why would she believe all the women if she believed Joe had great character? So she's up there lying through her teeth. He's up there lying through his teeth. It's all calculated and it's all intended to create a narrative. In other words, this is all a pseudo-operation. It's to convince you, what a unity team. Now they're together. And look how they've always loved each other. They've always been compassionate and humane. They've never been any of these things. Now when you look at the top of the New York Times, the New York Times in this one article gave more coverage to Kamala Harris than it did to the Holocaust. So this is all calculated by the New York Times. Harris joins Biden ticket, achieving a first. Like man lands on the moon. A, that's the kind of headline we have here. Now look at the subtitles right underneath. It's almost like I'm reading the Drudge Report. On the left, political warrior shaped by life Insight system. Next, news analysis right at the top. Fresh approach to a tradition. Right next to it, woman of color in number two slot of major party. Wow. Well, when we had a woman nominee for vice president of the United States in the McCain race, I don't remember all these headlines. I remember investigations. I remember every contrary voice would we'll get headlines and voices. I remember every effort to try and uh, cripple her, kneecap her. She never got attention like this. That would have been a historic first. If McCain had won and she was the first... Female vice president of the United States. You don't hear anybody talking about that. Why? Because leftists are treated differently than Republicans. It's that simple. So Harris joins Biden ticket, achieving a first. Political warrior shaped by life inside system. Fresh approach to a tradition. Woman of color in number two slot of major party. There's all kinds of stuff out on this woman. Put out by other Democrats who are trying to defeat her. All kinds of stuff. Bad stuff. How lousy she is. How she abused her power as the Attorney General of California, as the District Attorney of San Francisco. It's all out there. Not a word of it. Nothing. Nothing. That's the New York Times. And every reporter in the country goes to the New York Times. Now let's look at the Washington Post. Same thing. Headline. Special expanded edition, by the way. In historic move, Biden selects Harris for VP, right across the top. It's historic, but I want the African American community to know that the party did not choose her to be their nominee for president. Left side, right under the, the headline Black woman express overwhelming level of joy. Next headline. Senator is first black woman to run a major party ticket. So they're crediting themselves. They're taking credit. They're patting themselves on the back, having stopped her from being the Democrat Party nominee, despite the 90% or so vote from the Democrat, excuse me, from the black community for the Democrat Party. They stop her from being the nominee. That is... The Democrat power elite, the establishment, Biden stopped her. Biden stopped her. The media stopped her. But now it's historic. It's historic. Now, what does any of this have to do with the substance of what we're facing in this country? Absolutely nothing. Black women express overwhelming level of joy, it says. When Clarence Thomas was nominated to be the second justice, of African-American justice on the Supreme Court in American history, he never received accolades like this. Never. And nominated by a Republican. Wow. Never. And black Republicans never will. Black Republicans and female Republicans never will. I've got a lot more to say. We'll be right back.
3: Now,
0: I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called In Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive In Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N L-E-V-I-N-frahillsdale.com. for There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. On Levin TV tomorrow, we go into great detail about Kamala Harris, the real Kamala Harris, not what the New York Times the Washington Post and Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are trying to concoct. They're trying to remake her. And on Sunday's Life, Liberty, and Levin, we're going to dig very deeply into the background and activities of uh, Kamala Harris, her public record, uh, and uh, also take a look at how the media have covered this. I listened to the uh, the Biden and... And Harris' event, it was bizarre, of course. But Biden brought up Hitler and the Klan. And we've talked about her over and over and over again, how Biden was chums with uh, Robert Byrd, who was the uh, grand legal of the Klan in uh, West Virginia. They didn't even have a Klan. He created it. West Virginia broke off from Virginia. Uh, during the Civil War. They bring up Charlottesville. They keep doing this as if the president said they're good people on both sides, meaning the Klan and the neo-Nazis. I've done three shows on this with transcript. I've gone through it syllabi by syllable. He's never said that. But they want you to think he's something he's not. They want to run against Hitler and a racist, and they want to run against somebody like that, and that's not Trump. So they're trying to create that because they're Linskyites. More when I return. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called In 5.4 million Americans receive In Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinfrahillsdale.com, com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com.
1: Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now
0: at 877-381-3811. I am chomping at the bit to play this audio, so I'm going to play it from our friends at Legal Insurrection, Kamala Harris in 2015. Cut 20, go.
4: What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. (laughs) why we put them in dormitories and they have a resident assistant they make really bad decisions
0: Oh, you mean like looting? not all of them obviously Let's go to the president he's taking questions and I'm curious to see what happens. go ahead
1: For the election well, we're giving four hundred dollars, and uh, we are uh, in constant touch with governors also who they'll be making perhaps a contribution. They have options. They can do it or they don't have to do it. I think most of them will do it. Uh, We're also doing a payroll tax cut, which is a massive number. That's a very big number. And uh, that's a number that's bigger than any of the numbers we talked about. And the beauty of that is it it really incentivizes companies and because it's both a company cut and a a, uh, employee cut. So that much, really, very much incentivizes people to uh, go back to work and work hard, and the company to hire people back. And we've had some of the great economic minds saying that's the most important cut, that would be the best cut you could do. We couldn't get the Democrats to even think about agreeing to it. It's not the Democrat way, I guess, because it just seems that uh, whether it's Larry Kudlow or any of your many friends, uh, that's the one they wanted the most. Would you say, Larry? And so we're doing that and that was Of course the Democrats
0: re- pushed like hell for it in 2011 and 2012 but now they're opposed to
1: it. And this is every week, every week you get a check or a month or a biweekly this is a major amount of money that you're getting directly. So it's really uh, you know it's a very big number, it's a very substantial number and this is don't forget this is an addition to the to the $400 and uh, this is a a big number and now at the end of the year the assumption that i win i'm going to terminate the payroll tax which is another thing that some of the great economists would like to see done we'll be paying into social security through the general fund and uh, it works out very nicely if biden would win he wouldn't do that because he's going to double and triple everybody's taxes he's going to have to explain that one and, as you know, he's also going to uh, quadruple regulations. He wants to put regulations on. One of the reasons that we had the kind of numbers and, and big bounces that you've seen. I mean, we closed it up, we saved millions of lives, and now we open it and we bounce right back where we were. It looks like we'll be bouncing right back where we were. But one of the reasons is because we cut so many uh, horrible regulations. And Biden, with his new partner, Kamala will, uh, if you think, uh, he's going to put it all back, but many times more. I mean, they want to increase regulations, and that's just going to drive companies out, and it's going to drive people out. It's going to drive them to other countries, and it's going to make us not competitive with other countries. Please, OAN. Thank
2: you, Mr. President. I'd like
5: to highlight a kind of odd situation. In the last hour or so, if you Googled Antifa.com. It would take you straight to Joe Biden's website his official campaign website odd situation. We don't know who's behind that But it raises an interesting leadership question Should Joe Biden the Democratic Party Kamala Harris should they publicly denounce uh, the Antifa as a as a domestic terrorist organization
1: They should I think they're afraid to it's Uh, In my book, it's virtually a part of their campaign, Antifa. uh, The Democrats act like, gee, I don't know exactly what that is. Take a look at uh, Portland. Take a look at any place you want to take a look at. They're all over the place. They were here. We put on a 10-year prison sentence if you knocked down any statues two months ago. And since then, we haven't seen much of them. Uh, We had to send... uh, border security, we sent, actually, homeland and border and different forms of homeland to, uh, to Portland in order to you, — you know what we had to do. We had to save — they wanted to knock down a courthouse, a $500 million courthouse. They wanted to burn it down, knock it down. And they were easily easy, able to defend. But the mayor and the governor of the state, they didn't want to do that. And we actually sent our, our people there, and they did a great job. And they were — they did it easily. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, they went to other parts of the city, and they're doing damage. And we're recommending to the governor that they call in national security, call in the National Guard. We're willing to get — we would so, we would stop that problem in one hour. We sent just defensive measures to protect and save that courthouse from being burned down or knocked down. We also saved a couple of other buildings, federal buildings, uh, because they were unable to do the job. I have to say this. They have really good police. They have a great group of people that, if they would be allowed to do their job, same with Chicago and same with New York and a couple of other cities, if they allowed, you have in Chicago, 25,000 police, and they're really good, but they're not allowed to do their job. In New York, you have New York's finest, but they've totally taken away their incentive, they've they have taken away their lives, in a sense, because they don't allow them to do their job. They could do that job so easily, you wouldn't have a problem in New York. And that includes with terrorism and everything else. They disbanded. They've cut by uh, $1 billion, their budget in New York, $1 billion. And crime is up by 200 percent, 250 percent. Depends on what week you're looking at. It's crazy what's going on in New York we could solve that problem easily but we don't have to because they should be able to do it themselves but they have to give the they have to give the honor back it's it's an honor they have to give the honor back to their law enforcement groups new york is great so is chicago and in portland they could do the job if they don't want to do that we would send in gladly if they want the national guard will take care of it in one hour it'll go very quickly As we did, by the way, if you take a look, in Minneapolis, when they were burning down Minneapolis, a wonderful place, but nobody's ever seen anything like it. After days, the very liberal, and these are all run by liberal Democrats. Every place I talk about is run because we have great cities and they're run by Republicans. Okay? It's, uh, you know, it's, there's no magic to it. It's obvious what's going on. And uh, these, the cities that I mentioned are all run by liberal, very liberal Democrats. And it's very sad when you see what's happening to New York. It's very sad when you see what's happening to other cities, not just those three other cities. And when you look at what's happening, it's not even it's not even believable. I left New York almost four years ago and you could see signs of problems because de Blasio was there. He's a horrific mayor, just horrific I mean, people don't want to go there anymore. He's, not only is it bad with crime, the way he talks about the city and what he does, he's horrific. And when I see that, it's a very sad thing. I left uh, almost four years ago, right? And um, when I look and see what's happening to a city that I love, that still has great potential, but it's going to have to be brought back because what happened in New York is is uh, it's not even believable. What's happening in Chicago, where one weekend you have seventy-eight people shot and eighteen die in a weekend, and then successive weekends you have so much of that happening, and it's it's not even it's really not even believable. And if you let Democrats run this country, and we've stopped it from going other places. If you let Democrats run this country, you'll have all of your cities be just like this. Thank you, Mr. President. All right.
0: So I want to get into some other issues here. Let us repeat this: Kamala Harris in 2015. Cut 20. Go.
4: What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. That's why we put them in dormitories, and they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. Now let's do a few other things before we get to what Biden and Kamala Harris said today, which were pretty outrageous, but par for the course. And even before I do that, the New York Times, I want to read you the first paragraph of a news story on the front page under the headline. Kamala Harris's first act as a political candidate was knocking out a former boxer, the progressive San Francisco district attorney who had been her boss. Her freshman Senate term has been defined by committee performances so lacerating that Trump administration officials have complained of her lawyery velocity. And it goes on and on and on. It's a news column in the New York Times front page. Another one, news analysis. If you didn't think that was analysis, here's news analysis. Harris, as his, uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate, Joe Biden, made a groundbreaking decision. Picking a woman of color to be vice president and possibly a successor in the White House someday. Do you get the sense, Mr. Producer, that the media are like betting on Joe Biden not finishing his first term? It's almost like they're wishing for it. So that's the sense. And then the third column on the front page is Joseph R. Biden Jr., not to be confused with senior, selected Senator Kamala Harris of California as his vice presidential running mate on Tuesday, embracing a former rival who sharply criticized him in the Democrat Party, but emerged after ending her campaign as a vocal supporter of Biden's and a prominent advocate of racial justice legislation. After the killing of George Floyd in late May, do you know she's accomplished absolutely nothing in the United States Senate? Almost like her buddy Joe. And so you've got this: you've got the Praetorian Guard, Democrat Party, press. That's already, and you should see the photo of her. The photo of her in the uh, in the New York Times. It's as if she handed them a, a photo for them to use. Same with the Washington Post. It's just so swell. Here's the first column in the Washington Post, front page. Kamala D. Harris's leap onto the Democratic ticket Tuesday sparked a surge of emotion across the nation as Americans for the first time witnessed a woman of color ascend to the country's highest political levels. Here's another column. Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden on Tuesday picked Kamala D. Harris as her running, mate, a historic decision that elevates the first black woman and first Asian-American to run for vice president. Now, is she an Asian-American? Is she an African-American? What I asked this question the other day, and Media Matters went nuts. They, they were very upset. They even sent it to all their press friends. Why? I think it's a fair question. I mean, even the lib media can't get it right. So she's the first Indian-American or Asian-American, Jamaican-American, and black American woman uh, to run for, uh, I guess, vice president. And I want to reiterate, all this celebration in the Democrat Party press, they didn't celebrate her when she was a candidate for president, ladies and gentlemen. They helped kneecap her. The New York Times is not a paper of racial justice or social justice or anything of the sort. The New York Times wasn't backing Kamala Harris with such lavish praise, slobbering support. When she was a candidate for the presidential nomination, neither was the Washington Post. And now it's historic. It's absolutely historic. We've never seen anything like this before. That's true. But the party that gets 90% of the African American vote blocked her Cut it to shreds. The voters in that party, in the primary, the base, would not vote for her. Or support her, I should say. And uh, they picked Biden. But we're supposed to celebrate this party now. I'll be right back. Now I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called In Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive In Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N L-E-V-I-N-frahillsdale.com. for There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. It's just amazing to me how the media and the Democrats pull this stuff off. So they kneecap Harris. She can't even get out of the box when it's the Democrat primary nominating process for president. And they go with the old, very old, white guy. And now they're patting themselves on the back because he chose Kamala Harris. The party didn't choose Kamala Harris. The voters didn't choose Kamala Harris. It's an amazing thing. So now, if you question Kamala Harris, what are you against history? What are you against? Excuse me, you're the ones who defeated her. Much more when I next hour. Now, Kamala Harris has one of the most radical voting records in the United States Senate. Then I heard some young reporter just a little while ago say, but it would be hard to tag her completely with a leftist record because as Attorney General, she had in some degrees been quite moderate. I'm thinking to myself, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! wait a minute. So she was moderate and then she became left-wing because she was running for president? Or the nomination for president? What does that tell you? That she's a chameleon. She's a left-wing chameleon. But what she said today, where she backed Black Lives Matter, where even African Americans in communities where Black Lives Matter and Antifa show up are yelling at them to get the hell out are yelling at them to get the hell out. She trashed the cops, pretty much. Trashed the cops. Joe Biden invokes Hitler and the Klan. And he lies about Trump. And we're going to get into this the next hour a bit as well. I'll give you an example. Joe Biden wants everyone to think he's a moderate. I don't know how anybody can think that at this point. He, like Kamala Harris, have lurched so far left... Look at this piece, Town Hall. Joe Biden's war on independent contractors will devastate millions of Americans. There's a thousand examples like this. Hotly contested California ballot initiative is shaping up to be a preview of what's to come for national labor laws should the balance of power shift in Washington. After state lawmakers redefined what constitutes a freelancer or independent contractor versus an employee in 2019, it crushed the livelihood and dreams of millions of residents. What they're going to do is destroy uh, independent contractors. Everybody's going to have to be treated as an employee. And they're going to eliminate all non-union state laws. So that not only does everybody have to be an employee and not a contractor, they all have to join a union. They want to get rid of all right-to-work laws in every state. So that will destroy millions of jobs. These are crackpots who've never worked in the private sector, and they don't care.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
2: He's here. He's here.
0: Does this sound like a pragmatic moderate to you? She was one of the first senators to support the Green New Deal that AOC recommended, which is a complete assault on capitalism in the industrial heart of America. She said there will be mandatory buyback of guns. In other words, guns you already own. She said she would decriminalize the illegal entrance into the United States. And thereby ending deportations. Does this sound like somebody's for the little guy and our cities and blue-collar workers? She would eliminate private health care. Eliminate it. Eliminate private health care. We don't even have that in some of the most stringently socialist European countries where you have... You know, an out to something. No, she would eliminate all private health care. All of it. So all the advances made with the VA so, so vets can find alternatives. All of you who have private health care, eliminate it. Now, what will that do to the medicines you receive? What will that do to your ability to see a doctor? They're going to destroy the health care system. Joe Biden will destroy Medicare. Medicare, according to the trustees, has four years left. Now, it's funded mostly by general operating funds, so these trusts are a ruse. But what do they want to do? They want to lower the age from 65 to 60. That will destroy the whole notion of Medicare for all you senior citizens. What else? She wants to abolish fracking. In other words, she wants to surrender energy independence to the Russians, to the Chinese, to the Saudi Arabians, to the Venezuelans. After all these decades of trying to be energy independent, she would eliminate fracking, which is clean as it gets. But she's a pragmatic moderate, according to the New York Times, which, of course, is a lousy piece of crap newspaper. She supports the war on the suburbs. She wants to nationalize all decisions in the suburbs. Where you put schools, how many schools, libraries, transportation hubs, what kind of homes you can build, mostly not single-family homes. She wants all that centralized at the Housing and Urban Development Building. She supports defunding the police, and even today she backed Black Lives Matter. Despite the incredible amount of evidence that that is a Marxist organization, and you saw what the leader of it said in Chicago, that looting is reparations. So much for the tough attorney general, pragmatic and all. Baloney. She's a leftist. She talks about systemic racism in the criminal justice system. This is amazing to me. Was there systemic racism in the criminal justice system when she was Attorney General in California? When Eric Holder was Attorney General of the United States? When Loretta Lynch was Attorney General of the United States? Specifically, who is it that's in charge of a systemically racist system? It's a tagline. A tagline. You will not want to miss Sunday's Life, Liberty, and Levin. We'll take a very good look at Kamala Harris. Unlike the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes. These are propaganda outlets. They're no longer news outlets. They're propaganda outlets. And they want African Americans to believe how progressive and forward the Democrat Party is because Biden chose Kamala Harris no the Democrats did not nominate Kamala Harris for the office that she sought and wanted she was toast and I'll continue to say what she will be on this campaign you watch what they'll force her to do what will make her to do and what she'll probably love doing is being a tack dog that is the Spiro agno of this campaign she'll be the Spiro Agnew And whereas Spiro Agnew was trashed, she will be celebrated. Just like the New York Times did. Just like they did. Her viciousness, her dishonesty in questioning people, her ruthlessness in trying to destroy people with character assassination is celebrated on the front page of the New York Slimes, Matthew Figenheimer, if that is his name, and Lisa Lair, about how fantastic she was and is. And one of the uh, overarching attacks on Trump and Pence, as I see it and heard, is the mismanagement of the pandemic plague, which led to the worst depression in modern history. Isn't that interesting? And yet the President of the United States has done more to save lives, more to try and get vaccines and therapies, more to help these hapless governors with all kinds of PPE and ventilators and so forth than Joe Biden ever did. He was sitting in his basement staring at his uh, computer screen. I'm starting to think, Mr. Producer, that he's obsessed with pornography. Why is he hanging out in his basement staring at the computer all the time? Hard to explain. And then what if... Kamala Harris is on the campaign trail a lot more than Joe Biden. What does that demonstrate, Mr. Producer? Don't they have a big big decision to make? If she's out there too much, it's going to look like Joe's hiding, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. So much to figure out. So much to figure out. All right. And we will start right now. Let us go to, as I pull my audio list together here. Joe Biden cut seventeen, and this is a constant lie. Go.
6: We have a racial justice crisis. Donald Trump seeks only to inflame it with his politics of racist rhetoric.
0: All right, let's stop. So we have Antifa, Black Lives Matter. We have the worst kind of comments being made by the Democrat Party and in the media, and Donald Trump is inflaming, is inspiring. Uh, and inflaming these activities, right? What are they talking about? Go ahead.
6: It appeals to division. You know, today is not only the day I'm proud to introduce Senator Kamala Harris as the vice presidential nominee. By the way,
0: he's called a Kamala and Kamala. What's the name? What is it? What is it? Kamala or Kamala? What is it? Joe, tell us. We need to know. Go ahead.
6: It's also the third anniversary of that terrible day
0: in Charlottesville, remember? By the way, who puts that on their calendar, Mr. Producer, in America? The Charlottesville? It's not on my calendar. Is it on your calendar, Mr. Call Screener? Charlottesville? But let's listen to his big lie. Go ahead.
6: What it felt like to see those neo-Nazis, close your eyes, and those Klansmen, white supremacists, coming out of fields carrying lighted torches, faces contorted,
0: bulging, veins. Slow down, slow down. The truth of what happened in Charlottesville was groups coalesced. People who didn't want statues removed for philosophical reasons having nothing to do with race, but free speech and history, and groups that did want the statue removed. And what happened? Antifa shows up, Neo-Nazis and Klansmen show up. That's what happened. And then there's a physical alteration, as you can imagine. And one poor lady gets killed. And the, and the SOB who drove over here is I think he's serving a life sentence or something of that sort. Go ahead.
6: Pouring into the streets of a historic American city, spewing the same anti-Semitic bio we heard in Hitler's Germany in the 30s.
0: And you heard from Ilhan Omar uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives and elsewhere. And your party not only wouldn't denounce her by name, but Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders gave her money and supported her primary, which she won yesterday. Remember that, Joe? Did you ever denounce Ilhan Omar? No, you didn't. Go ahead. Remember how it felt to
6: see a violent clash ensue? Between those celebrating hate and those standing against it, it was a wake-up call.
0: By the way, we see it every day in Portland, in Seattle, in New York with our police under attack, with our courthouses under attack, with innocent Americans under attack. We see it every day, Joe. Maybe you missed it. I don't know what you're staring at in your computer, but you missed it. Go ahead. As a country,
6: for me, it was a call to action. My father used to say, silence is complicity, not original." So he watches
0: Charlottesville, and then he decides he's going to run for president. This is a man who's run for president three times, and it's Charlottesville that caused him to run. Charlottesville that caused him to run. Go ahead.
6: But he believed it. At that moment, I knew I couldn't stand by and let Donald Trump, a man who went on to say when asked about what he thought, he said they were very Fine people on both sides.
0: That is not what he said about any of these violent groups. And you know it, and you're a liar, and you can't control yourself. And so is your damn party and your damn press. And I've gone through it over and over and over. It doesn't matter. The facts don't matter. They don't matter. He was talking about the people who showed up. Some supported taking down the statue. Some opposed it. That's what he meant by fine people on both sides. Obviously not the Klan and the neo-Nazis in Antifa. But they have to keep pushing this, because they got to get their base all worked up, because that's what the Democrat Party's about. They want senior citizens to believe that Social Security is going to be slashed, when Trump doesn't want to touch it. They want the black community to believe that Donald Trump actually supports the Klan and neo-Nazis, which he's never done. It's Joe Biden who has celebrated the Klan when he celebrated Bob Byrd. And he worked with the segregationists, which Kamala Kamala Harris used to used to acknowledge. Presidents never done any of that. And Joe Biden chose Kamala Kamala Harris because he felt he needed her to shore up the black vote given his own record, given the things he said. This isn't some great move by Joe Biden to create a historical figure, a historical moment. It's a desperate move by a desperate politician who wants to win after three times of running. That's exactly what it is. That should be the headline at the New York Times. That should be the headline at the Washington Compost. Unbelievable. Let's go to Kamala Kamala Harris. Cut 19. Go.
4: We're reeling from the worst public health crisis in a century. The president's mismanagement... Actually,
0: this is a lie, too. The the most... All these diseases are horrendous. But how can you say that when cancer takes out two to three times more people every single year and it doesn't care about age? And you can wear all the masks you want, you can wear all the gloves you want, You can hunker down under your desk for six months at a time. You can shut down businesses. You can shut down employment. You can shut down the country. And there's cancer. Taking up the 700,000 people every single year. Every year. 7 million people over 10 years. And there's no amount of social distancing that matters. This virus is bad enough for a lot of people. But they exploit it for political purposes because they're responsible for nothing. Kamala Harris has been a senator two years, and she was a lousy attorney general and a lousy district attorney. So they can point fingers and say, we suffer from the worst pandemic in 100 years and blame the man who's the president of the United States when it happens, as if he had something to do with it. And they'll never point a finger at Cuomo or Murphy or Pritzker or Rudolph. Yeah, I know. Or any of them. Go ahead.
4: Pandemic has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. And we're experiencing a And she says
0: r- the president's mismanagement of the pandemic has plunged us into this economic crisis. They tell us to follow the science. Is that what the science says? That the president mishandled the pandemic and he plunged us into this economy? First of all, the president hasn't shut a single business or a single school. You know why? He doesn't have the power to do it. The governors have. And in the most populated states, California, New York, the most dense state in the nation, New Jersey, they're all run by Democrats. One party rule. They plunged us into this economic nightmare. They're burning our cities. They're attacking the cops. And they want you to believe it's Trump. They're the party of racism. They're the party of slavery. Joe Biden has said more racist things than I can find, uh, find time to talk about. And yet they point Trump. I'll be right back. love I know you love freedom. If you listen to this show, you really have to. And This show and everything I do is about preserving freedom in the form of government that secures it. It's the same with Hillsdale College. Now Hillsdale's committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom no matter what they major in, science, music, economics, or business. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you too through their free monthly digest of conservative thought called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, friends and fellow freedom lovers, you should read it too. And you can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost at all. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love and defend this country. And now's the time to get copies to your kids, other relatives, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. Now's the time to be Thomas Paine, and that's exactly what you'll be under these circumstances. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to LevinFrayHillsdale.com, L E V I N FrayHillsdale.com, LevinFrayHillsdale.com. Levin Wow, I tell you, Kamala Harris is the running mate. What a shocking surprise. The media are defending her. This is a historic choice. What a, what a shocking surprise. Calling Trump a racist who supports neo-Nazis and the Klan. That is, confusing Trump with their own party. What a shocking surprise. And the most radical left-wing agenda that any... Party has ever offered to an electorate. And there's the New York slimes calling Harris and, of course, Biden pragmatic moderates in order to get the dopey people who are in the suburbs, not all, but some, to vote Democrat and destroy their own lives and communities. That's right. That's right. It's exactly what's going on. When we come back, I will play you a montage of Joe Biden's bizarre comments about black people. I don't have to edit things. I don't have to pretend it's like Charlottesville. I don't, I don't do any of that. Joe speaks for himself out of both sides of his mouth. I'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Denali The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. So why
0: won't Joe Biden debate Donald Trump before the mail-in voting starts in some of these states in four weeks? Why won't he? Shouldn't the people who are going to vote early, foolishly so, but I can't control that. Shouldn't the people who are going to vote early be able to hear both of those men debate? I mean, if Trump is so awful and he's all the things that Biden says, doesn't he want the opportunity to go after Trump, America? Biden is scared of debating. I'm not saying he can't debate. He's just scared of debate. He wants to be able to just quietly sail into the Oval Office, use the hundreds of millions of dollars they're raising from billionaires and others to create a narrative, to create a character that they're running against rather than the actual president and candidate they're running against. Kamala Harris will be Spiro Agnew. Mark my words. She will be the Spiro Agnew of this race. Because as best I can tell, that's all she's done since she's been in the Senate. Character assassination. And the things she has voted for, no, we're not going to ignore them and look back to when she was 14 years old. They're things she wants to do to our lives, our homes, our cars, our businesses, our careers, our children, and our grandchildren. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. If they eliminate fracking and they want to eliminate the combustion engine and they want to eliminate natural gas, coal, and oil, all you people who rely on it, whether you're truckers or your cab drivers or your Uber drivers or whomever you are, all you people in Michigan and other states that work the assembly lines and produce cars. This isn't going to be some easy transition. They don't know what they're doing. They're going to destroy your jobs. They're going to destroy the industrial heartland of America. They're going to destroy these, uh, these smokestack industries. That's what they're going to do. While the borders are open, millions and millions of people are coming here illegally. They will not deport them. And so you're all going to get squeezed. They talk about school closings. The president has control schools. The schools are closed because the Democrat unions want them closed. Do you know in Fairfax County, Virginia, Mister Reducer? I just saw my buddy Tom Lif- Thomas Lifson over at the American Thinker. He's right. Fairfax County, Virginia, the biggest and richest county, one of the richest in the country. Over a million people live there, right outside of Washington D.C. You know what the superintendent said there? Do not hire tutors. It's not fair because all the students' parents can't hire tutors. You believe that, Mr. Producer? So we need people to be as uneducated, illiterate, and stupid as possible equally. Open your damn school, which they won't do, because the Fairfax County Teachers Union runs that damn school district. The President of the United States urges them to open the schools. They won't. The President of the United States urges Democrat governors to open the economy. They won't. The president of the United States want to help people who are hurting as a result of the pandemic. And the Democrats say what? Not unless you give us a trillion dollars to help New York and Illinois and these other states bail out their bureaucrats and their pensions. Not unless we nationalize the voting system and get our way and turn the whole country into California. Not unless you give benefits to illegal aliens and open the borders. Only then will people who are unemployed get some money. That's the Democrat position. Kamala Harris today. She exposed herself. She's praising BLM. Black Lives Matter. An organization that is Marxist. That is un-American. That is anti-Semitic. That's involved in many of these violent activities. And trashes the cops. So. So. Who controls these cities? The Democrats. Who controls the union? The teachers union. The Democrats. And they act like Trump is the problem. They are trying to sabotage his presidency, and they're trying to sabotage his re-election bid. That's what they're doing. And then they say, he's mismanaged the pandemic. Well, let's look at what states have mismanaged the pandemic, starting at the top, New York, New Jersey, Illinois. California, down the list. Nine out of the top ten states that at the highest mortality rate. Nine out of the top ten are run by Democrats. Trump will have plenty of political ammunition to strike back. But he won't have the New York Times. He won't have the Washington Post. The editorial page is now on the front page of all these newspapers and every other page. You know, refinancing to a lower mortgage rate is the pay raise you haven't gotten in a while. It really is. Because a lower rate can mean hundreds of dollars in monthly savings. Think of it this way. If you can save $400 a month, which many people can do right now, that adds up to almost $5,000 a year. $5,000 a year. It could be a lot more, by the way. So please make today the day you call American Financing and get the refinance process started. Now, why do you want to work with American Financing as opposed to all these other companies? Well, you'll work with a dedicated mortgage consultant. They won't pass you along to somebody else. And this person will guide you through the custom loan that you need. That is, they're going to customize and personalize this for you. They're going to tailor it. They don't treat you as a number. They're going to help you pick the right option to achieve your goals. You know what else? When you refinance with American Financing, which is a family-owned company, you don't have to start your term over because you shouldn't pay interest on years you've already paid on or years you don't need. So don't put this off any longer. They will get you the best rate. Nobody can do better. They will treat you with respect as a customer, and they will help you save money. Now's the time. Now is the time. Call 888-900-1828. 888-900-1828. That's 888-900-1828. Or, if you'd like to go online, you go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182-334, Now, what you won't see on the front of the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost, they want to talk about Kamala Harris's history As Attorney General. But that's all the history they want to look at. That is not her true history. What she did as Attorney General. They'll cherry pick that. Same with Joe Biden. Hat tip to Grabian. A wonderful site. Here's a montage of Biden's history. And it's just a limited montage. Of bizarre comments about. And this is one of the reasons. He felt he needed to choose. Kamala Kamala Harris. Uh, these are his bizarre comments, in part, about black people. Cut one, go.
6: Right, tell you if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. And if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that uh, I have great relations with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. Um, You got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and Nice looking guy. My state has the 8th largest black population in America. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? You, you-, you also said that they want to put you all back in chains, speaking about Romney and Republicans. They're going to put you all back in chains. So have any regrets about
4: the language you used? Well,
6: I, 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 I would say those things again. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Now, when I mean full diversity, unlike the African-American community and many other communities, you're from everywhere. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. I guess the best way to answer the question is a short amount of time. Why is it that I get overwhelming support from the African-American community?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Good question. Now, we'll play this and others to a little bit of music. Cut to go.
6: Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump? and you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've,
1: I think they've changed their
3: mind. They're
6: gonna put you all back in chains. The first sort of mainstream African American
2: who articulate and bright and clean, white-looking guy. I mean, it's, thats a storybook. It was hurtful to hear you
4: talk about the reputation of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Are you going to apologize? Like, apologize. apologize for what? For what? For what?
0: Mm -hmm. Is that the Trump campaign, Mr. Producer? It's not the Trump campaign, but it is fantastic. But this is the Trump campaign on Kamala Harris's radicalism. Cut three, go.
5: Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. I think one of the main... I want to talk about history, historical facts in this race is the Democrats are going to nominate a man where the 25th Amendment can't get to him before, God forbid, he enters office. And I don't believe he will, but he could. I mean, there ought to be some kind of test, some kind of standard. I don't mean ideological, but on the nomination process, you can't nominate somebody like this, but they are. And they nominate this, this, uh, this kook, for among other reasons, to stop Kamala Harris. And now they're celebrating themselves. Look, look at this. This is a historic... It's historic. It's historic. When she dropped out and was for wasn't historic. No, no. There is between three white people. Biden, Sanders, and Warren. Well, one one millionth percent Indian, too. In terms of police... Kamala Harris doesn't really like police, yet they continue to try and paint her as a pragmatist and a moderate. On The View, June 8th of this year, despite all the riots, despite all the violence, cut four, go.
4: Again, we need to reimagine how we are achieving public See, she's not
0: even that smart. No offense out there. She's not even that smart. She she repeats like a parrot, reimagine, reimagine. Medicare for all, Medicare for all. She doesn't have any novel ideas, nothing profound to say. This is true. Any more than Biden does. She's not inspiring. She's not, maybe to the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. But they would find an orange juice can inspiring. They just, hate Trump, go ahead.
4: Again, we need to reimagine how we are achieving public safety in America. Yes, yes. And to have cities where one-third of their entire budget is going to policing, but yet there is a dire need in those same cities for mental health resources, for, edu- for resources going into public schools, resources going into job There you treatment. go. The usual
0: list, the usual list, going into all the left-wing projects, like there's no money going into public schools. No money going into mental health resources. No money going into job training. Of course, they destroy jobs and they don't believe in school choice and all the rest. No. But the police, they need to take it in the neck. Here she is again, ABC News, June 9th, 2020. Cut five, Go.
1: So does that mean you support proposals like what we've seen in Los Angeles? Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million, invest it in health initiatives, training initiatives for youth.
4: I support investing in communities so that they become more healthy and therefore more safe.
0: And is that why you support open borders and not deporting people who come here illegally? Is that why you support eliminating all private health care? Oh, that'll work. That'll be fantastic for everybody, won't it? Is that why you support more shutdowns and people stuck more in their homes and you have all kinds of morbidities as a result of that? Is that why? Kamala Kamala? Go ahead.
4: Right now, what we're seeing in America is many cities spend over one-third of their entire city budget on policing. That's all? That's all? I'm shocked. Go ahead defunding public schools for years in America.
0: Nobody's defunding public schools, you screwball.
4: That's right, screwball. In my eyes, everybody's the same,
0: treated the same way. Right, Media Matters? Oh, yes, we're defunding our public schools, ladies and gentlemen, and here in this stupid-ass county where I live, used to be a nice county, what do they want to do? They want to give a salary increase to the teachers who haven't walked into a classroom in seven months. Oh, yeah, we're defunding the schools. Well, we should. If the parents are going to do most of the teaching, then they should keep most of their own money. And you might as well knock down some of these public schools because we don't need them anymore. Well, that's my take on it anyway, Kamala Kamala. I'll be right back.
3: Mark
0: Can you imagine what the New York Times and the Washington Post would have done to an ancestor of Donald Trump if way back when his ancestors owned slaves, Mr. Producer? Doesn't this article say that that's the case with Kamala Harris's ancestors in Jamaica? Isn't that what her father wrote? Am I reading this correctly, Mr. Producer? It is correct. Can you imagine... What would be done to a Republican? Even though Kamala Harris had nothing to do with it, even though Donald Trump would have nothing to do, it wouldn't matter. They would be using that in commercials, trashing him, trying to excite their base, and on and on and on. But to the best of my knowledge, out of the four candidates, Pence, Trump, Biden, and Harris, the only family ancestry that actually owned slaves was Harris's. I'm sure that'll be on the front page of the New York Times tomorrow. I've got to tell you about the best money-saving trick you might not know about. You've got to use Honey, the online shopping tool that searches the web for coupon codes and automatically applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now, I won't advise you to break the law on this show, of course. I'm not going to recommend anything that's not on the level. So let me clarify. Honey is completely free. There's no catch. But it's not too good to be true. It's as true as can be. Here's how it works. Honey partners with over 30,000 vendors to get your discount promo codes. So you'll shop on all those websites, which you were going to anyway. They make the sale and you get the best deal every single time. It's a win-win. So And it costs you nothing. So next time you're shopping online, do it the smart way with Honey. And it'll only take you two clicks to set up. So go to joinhoney.com. joinhoney.com slash Levin slash L-E-V-I-N and get started. Then click Add Honey. That's it. Add Honey, and you can start saving immediately. That's joinhoney.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N. I'll be right back.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: Unfreedom of the Press is now out in paperback. I've got a copy in my hand. It's very easy to read, very flexible. So there's a paperback copy available for you now. Unfreedom of the Press, Amazon.com. And I noticed over there yesterday, I don't know if it's the case today because I didn't look, the hardback is still there, and the hardback's cheaper than the paperback, Mr. Producer. Oi, oi, oi. I'd grab the hardback, honestly, even though they say, you might want to talk about the paper. No, I'd rather talk about the hardback if it's cheaper than the paperback. Anyway, it won't be for long. They'll get their algorithms figured out over there at Amazon. That's number one. Number two, you need to download the, uh, the podcast app for the program just in case. You never know how long I'm going to be here. And so just in case, we'll, you know, we'll do a podcast from a uh, ship. Out to sea, Mr. Producer. How about that? Especially if the enemy wins. God forbid. I always talk about the potential of them winning, followed with the words, God forbid. Because I mean that. So please download the podcast. We've disappeared off a few stations already. And we've picked up a few stations as well. I can't help it when they want to buy infomercials. I'm not going to put up with it. When a station buys an infomercial and pushes us late into the night, we leave. That's my order to my affiliate guy. Get out. Because people in that particular market can hear us on the podcast. But you have to download the podcast. And here's where, it, here's where you can get it. MarkLevinShow.com. Mark, L E V I N Show.com. That's the mothership. That's my big website. When you get there, you'll be on the home page. Click on the auto-rewind. It's on the middle of the top of that homepage. That'll take you to the podcast page. Now at the podcast page, you get to choose which app, or that is, which platform you want to use. A lot of people favor the Apple podcast, but there's also Stitcher and Google podcast, among others. So you can do that. I have a question. You see the media struggling, Media Matters struggling, Drudge struggling. They're all struggling how to identify Kamala Kamala Harris, a woman of color, a black American, what it was, the Washington Compost of the New York Times said today, uh, Indian, Asian, American, um, whatever it is. But they're going to settle on something like woman of color, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they want this to be a representation for all of their identities that they use to to um, to divide Americans. See, this is my problem with all this identity politics. So when they say this is historic, this is historic, it may well be. But the point is, you want the best people you can possibly have running for office. That doesn't mean you agree with everyone or even think they're the best people. But when we get in now, when we hear now for the next two days that this is a historic choice because she's Indian, Asian, Jamaican, because she's black or so forth, we want a vice president and a president are going to help the country. They're going to have policy decisions crossing their desks. And if they're leftists, that's not going to help the country. If they're anti-cop, that's not going to help the country. If they're an anti-American citizen and pro-illegal immigrant, that's not going to help the country. If they want to kill the car industry and kill the oil industry and kill the coal industry, that's not going to help the country. So one of the things that is historic here is she's so radical, and Biden has become so radical as a result of his party, That to vote them in will be historic, all right, and be a disaster. Whatever their color, whatever their genitalia, whatever their religion. That's the point. People are going to suffer badly. People are going to suffer badly. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have said so many outrageously stupid and vile things. I can't even keep track of them. Can we, Mr. Bidusa? We really can't. It's hard. But we'll go down memory lane. November 15, 2018. You might remember this hearing with Ronald Vallello. Confirmation hearing for the director of ICE. Here's what she said. Cut six. And by the way, the New York Slimes is very excited about this in one of their front page columns, news columns, which means not news. One of her front page, front page columns they talked about her loyally skills like this. Unbelievable. Cut six, go.
4: So I want to return to the question that Senator Peters asked you about the statement you made describing the Democratic Party as liberal-cratic or neo-clanist, which was, um, I think the assumption there was that you were comparing it to the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK.
0: It's the Ku Klux Klan, Ku Klux Klan. Franklin Roosevelt dipped into the Ku Klux Klan to make his first appointment to the Supreme Court. The Democrat Party voted as its majority leader in the Senate, a man who founded the Ku Klux Klan in West Virginia. Go ahead.
4: You said in response to his question, you're sorry because the words caused offense. So would you not be sorry if no one was offended by your words?
5: No, it was wrong to do. Uh,
4: Why was it wrong?
5: Because those are offensive words.
4: Why are they offensive?
5: Because they have history in this country. and, and I, Because
0: your party, members of your party, members of your party started it and embraced it all the way up in, into now, actually. But it had its uh, heyday after the Civil War and all the way into the 1920s. Go ahead.
4: Did not mean it that way. But please talk about the history. What is the history that would then make those words wrong? Well, the,
5: the Klan was a, a, what we would call today a domestic terrorist group.
4: Why? Why, why would we call them domestic terrorist group?
5: Because they tried to use fear and force to change political environment. And what was the motivation
4: for the use of fear and force? It was
5: based on race and ethnicity.
4: Right. Are you aware of the perception of um, many about how the the power and the discretion at ICE is being used. Oh, ICE! Oh! Oh, ICE.
0: Which is supposed to... Is ICE going into Mexico, going into Central and South America and dragging people into the country? No. People are trying to come into the country... Once they're in, they're not the Border Patrol, it's ICE. Once they're in the interior of the country, it's ICE's job, Immigration, Customs, Enforcement, to find them and remove them. They're not targeting people because of their race. They're targeting people because of what they've done. You understand the difference, Kamala, between the Klan and ICE? The Ku Klux Klan. Go ahead.
4: And do you see any parallels?
5: I do not see any parallels between... I'm
4: talking about perception.
0: ...officers and agents. I'm talking about perception. No, 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 perception. That may be your reality, because you want it to be your reality. No. No. And this is offensive, and it should be offensive to every African American, to compare ICE to the Ku Klux Klan because of perception. The threat I get tend to be from the neo-Nazi groups... Me. Me personally. Because I'm Jewish, obviously. To compare ICE with neo-Nazis, but particularly the Klan. The Klan was a horrendous terrorist organization. Tortured, raped, obviously hanged, brutalized black people. Slaves and former slaves. Horrendous. And it was an outgrowth of the Confederates that would not accept the defeat during the Civil War. It's a poison. And in many ways, like any of these groups, Marxist groups, fascist groups, call them what you want. They want to tear down society. Which drives me nuts, which is exactly why I reject Antifa, reject Black Lives Matter, reject the Marxists, reject all of it. The Klansmen, the neo Nazis. I embrace Americanism. Americanism. A colorblind society. We're Americans. As the old saying goes, we all bleed red. So she thinks she's clever here. And the New York Times must think this is swell too. There are no parallels. ICE does not treat human beings that way. ICE is not an illegal militia group. ICE was created by Congress. ICE's laws were created by Congress. ICE's funding is given by Congress. Did Congress fund the Klan? Do ICE agents control who comes into the country? The fact is, most of the people who come into the country illegally come from the third world. Not Sweden. ICE has no control over that. This is pure stupidity. And if you are black, if you are an African-American, you should be offended by this. It's like people using the word Hitler all the time. Do they know what Hitler did? Do they know who Hitler was? Even Joe Biden today, making references to Hitler in the context of the President of the United States? It's contemptible. It's unconscionable. ICE has no parallels to the Klan. None whatsoever. ICE is protecting American citizens and upholding our law. All American citizens. In all communities. And many members of ICE are black, they're Hispanic. Many. Many. of them are bilingual, which is necessary. Go ahead.
5: Do not see a parallel between what is constitutionally mandated as, in, as it relates to enforcing the law. Are you aware that there's a right? perception? I see no. Are you aware
0: that there's a that perception that puts
5: ICE in the same category as the KKK? Is perception
0: among who?
4: You and your friends, and the Democrat Party? Go okay. ahead. No, I'm very specific about what I'm asking. you. Are you aware of a perception that the way that the discretion I see no inf- parallel. I'm not finished. I see none. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Are you aware that there's a perception? You're just
0: repeating yourself, actually. I don't find this as really sharp, loyally questioning at all. Go ahead.
4: That, that ICE is administering its power in a way that is causing fear and intimidation, um, um, particularly among immigrants and, and specifically You among understand,
0: ladies and gentlemen, if she is vice president, God forbid, she and dummy are going to be in charge of ICE. So if she believes there's a perception that ICE is like the Klan, what do you think she's going to do to ICE? I I have to ask myself sometime about these Democrats, not just her, but so many. Do they like the country, let alone love it? Do they like it? What is it that they like about America? Can somebody tell me? I mean, other than their wealth that they managed to get and their power that they managed to get, what is it that they like about America that is Americanism? What is it? But look how she attacks law enforcement. It's like the Klan. The perception. Well, the perception's wrong, but don't worry, she'll keep promoting it. She'll keep promoting it. But she's she's such a joke. On this Joe Biden stuff and her willingness to run with him. She's running with him because she wants to be vice president ultimately president. She has no respect for him. I'll prove it to you. All these accusers. Who have accused Biden. Of molesting them. Of fondling them. Did she believe them? Or not? And if she believed them, how can you be on the ticket with Joe Biden? With somebody who you believe. Was molesting and fondling women. But don't worry, Mark, she's the first woman who might be Vice President of the United
4: States. Cut seven, go. I believe them, and I, I respect um, them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it.
0: There you go. She didn't believe Joe. And as I said at the opening of this program, how the hell do you run with somebody who you believe is fondling and molesting women? And then you're built up as the, potentially the first woman, and many other things who uh, might be vice president of the United States. How do you get around that? Seriously. How do you get around This is fundamental. If you believe somebody is molesting and fondling women and using his superior position as a United States senator on staffers and other people, how can you run on a ticket with him? How can you even vote for him? And she believed the accusers. I'll be right back. Mud Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. We're almost out of time, but as a side issue. There's a wonderful piece in the Washington Times. Let's see who wrote this. Jennifer Harper, who has been there quite a while and does a tremendous job over there. Absolutely fantastic. And it's on ratings. And I'm trying to find it again. I will, I will. Everybody, just do a silent prayer or something. I'll tell you what. I'll do it after the break uh, because it's very, very difficult. Well, I'll tell you what it said. It said that Fox is killing it on the ratings. Prime time, you have Hannity with 3.9. Tucker with about 3.9. You've got uh, Ingram with 3.2. And on the Sunday show at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Life, Liberty, we had 2.5 million. 2.5 million Sunday at 8 p.m., Mr. Producer. We're not that far behind the uh, primetime guys during the week, the big guys. I want to thank you for that. We had a tremendous guest. That certainly helps. The Attorney General of the United States. Boy, do the media hate him. You'll never see a front page spread on the Attorney General like you saw on Kamala Kamala Harris. Now, why do I call her both names? Because Joe Biden did today. And that's his nominee to be his running mate. Kamala and Kamala. At least he got Harris right, Mr. Producer. You know, he used the word jobs today. It's all about jobs. I was afraid he was going to now shout out again how many letters are in the word jobs. Three letters, (laughs) J-O-B-S. Why should I take a test? Well, my concern is that's all been baked into the cake, as they say, and there's enough Americans who just don't give a damn about that. But there need to be enough of us who do. Everybody, everybody knows what's going on here. Everybody knows. He's paving the way for Harris. Everybody knows this. It's an extreme radical agenda. She's not pragmatic. She's not a moderate. You can never believe the Holocaust denying New York slimes and the Holocaust denying Washington compost. They're going to lie about the Holocaust. They're certainly going to lie about this election. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. AMAC.us.
1: The liberals and the Republicans don't like him, but America does. You can call Mark Levin at
0: 877-381-3811. I want you to think about something for a second. During the break, I have some of my best thoughts. I really do. Would you support a candidate for president of the United States that supported neo-Nazis and the Klan? I'm Jewish. Why would I support a candidate like that? If you're Catholic, if you're a monarch, why, why would you support a president who supports... Neo-Nazis and the Klan. This is how absurd the attacks on the president have become. Tell me, would you support a president of the United States who's mishandled the pandemic and the economy? Would you? You'd have no reason to support such a person who supports neo-Nazis, the Klan, who's mishandled the pandemic and the economy. Would you support somebody? Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. They are degrading you and me. This is a backdoor way of accusing us of being neo Nazis and Klansmen and uh, Neanderthals. It's their party that did all this, but still, it doesn't matter. So I want you to understand when you hear these things said about the president, they're saying them about you. You don't wear MAGA hats or support this president. For any of the things they say. You support him for all the opposite reasons. Because he believes in a colorblind uh, society, he doesn't play favorites. But he does try to help uh, black communities and minority communities. You support him because he wants to secure the border. That's been the position of the United States for at least 100 years. He wants to put people on the court who are actually going to faithfully execute and interpret the Constitution. That's their oath. Why is that controversial? In truth, he's not controversial. They attack him and he responds. And by the way, he's responding less and less. Trying to reach out, I guess, to those college-graduated white women in the suburbs who think all this burning and looting and arson... It's kind of cool, I guess. But they want you to believe that the candidates that you vote for and the candidate you are supporting, support neo-Nazis and Klansmen. They're like Hitler. This is an offense. <clears throat> this is, this is, this is a, a besmirching, a character assassination of over 60 million Americans. That's how desperate this party is, the Democrat Party. I want to ask people, and we have a lot who listen to this show who are black or other minorities, what is it exactly that Kamala Harris is proposing that's going to benefit you? Undermining the police, open borders, nationalizing health care. What, what is it exactly that Kamala Harris is proposing or has proposed or has run on that would positively impact minority communities and cities in this country? Nothing. If we're overwhelmed with illegal aliens, most of them are going to wind up in our cities, which makes it damn hard for people to get jobs. If the cops are defunded in any significant way, we play word games with this. The left loves to do it. I don't play word games. Then our communities are no longer safe. And we see this. Black on black crime is through the roof. And people who have money, who do pay taxes, which helps communities who are left in the city, they're leaving. What is it that Kamala Harris is proposing, ladies and gentlemen, whether it comes to the pandemic, it comes to the economy, what is it that she's proposing that will help minorities? I can't think of anything. What did she do as Attorney General of California that helped minorities? All we get is this pablum, this hype this campaigning from the New York Slimes and the Washington compost They get anything significant or serious or substantive, nothing. And I'm going to show you in one minute how Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the rest of them, they are not looking out for the best interests of the citizens who live in these cities. Daryl Smith... Is a 51 year resident of Englewood, Illinois. He's also a community activist. And he's also sick and tired of the Marxists who are coming into the communities and laying waste to these communities. Hat tip Daily Wire, cut 16, go.
2: There's been a lot of misconceptions since the shooting of this 20 year old boy. Uh, a lot of people said that the looting downtown sparked from Inglewood. We're not having that. It didn't spark from Inglewood. Those are opportunities. We're tired of Inglewood and the Black Eye for any and everything that happens. Now, today, there's a protest, which a protest was scheduled, where they're going to come down here. Rumors had it, they're going to bust out the police windows. Um, no matter what they were going to do, they weren't going to come to Inglewood antagonizing our police. And then when they go back home to the north side in Indiana, our police are bitter, and they're beating up our little black boys. So we're not going to have that. We have a relationship with the commander, and if anyone wants to come in here and talk to the police about the shooting or anything, they have to go through us. We We have a relationship all the police good? No, they're not. All the police are not bad. And if you have a relationship in your community with the police, we don't need any outsiders coming antagonizing. So you're here, someone
4: taking issue with the protesters who are coming here
2: this afternoon? Yeah, I had an issue. Because none of them were from Englewood. So what is your issue? If Your issue is with the police taking the 35th and Michigan. Don't come in Englewood with it.
0: And you're going to see more and more of this in the inner cities, in the inner suburbs, in the outer suburbs. I'm convinced of this. You're going to see more and more community activists, more and more neighbors banding together, more and more gun sales, more and more people who are prepared to defend their neighborhoods and their homes, and more and more of them are going to stand with the cops. You're going to see more and more of this. I really believe that. Because otherwise, the Marxists went. They're a very small percentage of the population. Very, very small percentage of the population. But most people in this country, they're civil. Whatever the race. Most people in this country are civil. They're civil to one another. Relatively polite. They're not into all this race crap. They want to work, take care of their family, have a decent home, decent life. They're not an interested in overthrowing the governor of the United States. And the fact that the Democrats don't speak out against this, and the fact that these Democrat mayors and these Soros prosecutors protect so much of this, whether they do it openly or they do it by their lack of action, is so appalling. And yet they're very likely to get reelected. There's a pathology out there. I haven't quite figured it out. But there's a definite pathology out there. People say it's like a religion in some respects. That, yeah, like a religion gone bad. I think that's true. But there's still a pathology that underlies that. That's not a good enough answer. Why people vote for people who do them harm. Maybe it's because these politicians are the best demagogues and propagandists on the face of the earth. Maybe it's because they're effective in diverting blame to the system, or this race, or this guy, or whatever it is. Maybe it's because they've conquered the culture. Whether it's Hollywood, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, hockey, whatever it is. Maybe it's because of that. I don't know. But at some point, reality has to punch in the nose, doesn't it? All right. Gary Secaucus, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go, Gary.
2: Nice to talk to you, Mark. Appreciate you taking
1: my call. Thank you. Very simple. Just just a statement I want to make, and thank God I got someone like you laying it out for the rest of the country to hear, uh, because someone needs to hear it. With that being said is, during the Democratic debates, the first debate, Kamala Harris kind of beat up, not kind of, actually beat him up pretty bad. At the start of
2: the second debate, This is the point I'm trying to make is that Biden approached Kamala and begged her and said to her, I hope you're not going to beat me up that much. Now, at that point in time, before she even chose to be vice president, my thought was, wow, this is the guy that's going to run for president and he's afraid of someone that's going to debate him in his own country. How is he going to stand up to a Biden, I mean, uh,
1: Putin or China if he's worried about someone? You're right. And we
0: already know he's not. You know, this is the thing. Whatever the Democrats accuse you of, most of the time, they're guilty of. So they accuse the President of the United States, still, of being bought and paid for by Vladimir Putin. President is the most investigated man ever to serve in the White House. Criminally investigated, investigated by a thousand and one journalists, journalist operations. Investigated by Congress, invested. They don't have one piece of evidence. Nothing. Nothing that demonstrates the position they've taken from day one. In fact, all the evidence goes the other way. And they're still trying to talk about Russia again. It's incredible. All right, Gary, my brother, thank you for your call. We'll be right back.
3: Much love in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50 plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. a m a c . u s. This in the Washington Times, George Soros sees revolutionary moment in the pandemic. He is uh, one of the billionaires behind this movement to topple the country. And it would be nice if there were a serious news organization at CNN, MSNBC, or really any of the cable channels that would look into this, or more than that. The New York Slimes, the Compost, but they're never going to. Remember when they used to trash Richard Scaife all the time. Or Soros is definitely trying to take this country out. Billionaire liberal activist George Soros told an Italian newspaper he sees the coronavirus epidemic as a revolutionary, quote-unquote, opportunity. In an interview with La Repubblica, the Hungarian-born Mr. Soros also denounced President Trump as a transitory phenomenon, but expressed hope that the COVID crisis has opened up politics in a radical direction. And you can see his influence on Biden and Harris and the media mouthpieces. Quote, I would describe it as a revolutionary moment when the range of possibilities is much greater than in normal times, he said. What is inconceivable in normal times becomes not only possible, but actually happens. People are disoriented and scared. Listen to this. Listen to this. But Mr. Soros, who being, was being interviewed by the Rome newspaper on the occasion of his 90th birthday, don't tell me evil people can't live a long time. Warned that Mr. Trump, quote, remains very dangerous, unquote, despite seeing him as transitory because of his efforts to stay in power and avoid prosecution, quote, he's fighting for his life and he will do anything to stay in power, Soros said, also calling the president a confidence trickster who can undermine democracy from within. This is the Marxist pablum that you hear on TV. It's the Marxist pablum you're hearing from Democrats and their surrogate organizations. The same thing. This is a revolutionary moment. The people are scared, they're disoriented. Now's the time to strike. Do you understand? Now's the time to strike. Don't give me this crap about pragmatic and moderate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They're Svengalis. They're the puppets through which the The hardcore left is going to operate. Who the hell do you think funding these organizations? And they're not just in the United States. They're all over the world. There are literally Black Lives Matter um, branches in Germany, in France, and in the UK. All these groups, Antifa in particular, they have studied the fascistic movements in the 1930s and the communist movements in the 1940s. And they've borrowed from both. And their militancy and their violence can be seen in other organizations, some of which have been put out of business that took place in Europe. As I point out, the Weider-Meinhof gang. And there are others. In the United States, the Black Panthers. The Weather Underground. But they're better funded, they're better networked, they're better organized. And of course, they have an entire political party, the Democrat party that celebrates them and embraces them. Because the reasons that Soro says, when the people are scared and disoriented, he believes they're going to vote for the guy who's not in power. They're going to vote for Biden. They're going to vote for Kamala Harris. So the more scared and disoriented, the more people are in the United States, it's better for the Democrats. That's his point. And he's right. And that's why you have empty suits and empty pantsuits, who go up on the stage and try to turn this around on the President of the United States, who's trying to bring order, who's trying to use the law, who wants to maintain a civil society, and they turn it on him, that he's the dictator. It's a very evil man, Soros. And what he means by Trump being a transitory phenomenon is... He comes and he goes. But as a result of him, conditions are created where they, on the hardcore left, can exploit the society. That's why this election is so important. In the future, if they get their way with the mail in voting and if they get their way in every other way, we'll vote. But it'll be basically a ministerial act because we'll never win. You're going to stand up for your kids and your grandkids? You're going to stand up for the people who came before us? That's how important this election is. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless each and one of you patriotic Levinites, and I mean that with all my heart. I'll see you tomorrow.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.